This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than Conquer Parish. Lord, this is our prayer. Shake the heaven that there may be miracle with your wonders. With your wonders, oh, excellent God, we worship you, we bow before you. Thank you for what you have done right from the first day of this month and now. We look back and we could see your hand for all the mighty signs and wonders, for strength, for answered prayer, for breakthrough, for favor, for the revival hour, licenses. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Thank you for the healing virtue. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the reopening of the door of churches. Thank you for the grace to gather together as brethren to worship you. We are grateful. This afternoon, Father, as we go into your world, send your word unto us. Let your word come with power. Let it come with healing. Let it come with deliverance. Open the eyes of the blind. Lord Jesus, tear up the heart of as many that may be weary. Beat every weariness away and send help unto your people. And this good work you have started in our city, you will perfect it. Father, we give you all the glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please help me celebrate my father one more time. His name is Jesus Christ. I appreciate him. I appreciate him louder, 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 louder. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You may take your seat. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. We thank God for the life of our amazing choir. The Lord will continue to increase your strength. You will go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. As you sing, as you worship God, the heavens will be open. Mighty signs and wonders will be wrought in the mighty name of Jesus. For all our guests, we'd like to welcome you. We love you. And we'll say thank you for coming. And I pray that Jesus, that you are here to seek this afternoon, you will find him in the mighty name of Jesus. I'd like to encourage you, whether you are here in person or you are at home, to be focused. Tell your neighbor, be focused. Find three people and tell them, be focused. Find three people and tell them, be focused. Be focused. Now you are in the presence of your father. It is the house of prayer and not the house of praying. Playing. Now turn your Bible with me to the book of Matthew 22. And we'll have Brother Sinachi read for us. Matthew 22, and we're going to read from verse 34. In the first service, the Lord brought his word to us on the topic titled, The Demands of God's Kind of Love in a Glorious Church. Last week, we looked at the topic, The Glorious Church. And so we laid the foundation. Now we're beginning to understand what it actually means. How can we achieve that glorious church that Jesus is coming again for? Now, Matthew 22, and we're going to read from verse 34. 
up to verse 40. Uh-huh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. Together. In the name of Jesus, you will put all your mockers to silence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, uh -huh. asked him a question, uh -huh. tempted him, okay. and saying, uh -huh. Master, uh -huh. which is the great commandment in the law? Which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Okay. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With all thy heart. With all thy heart. And with all thy soul. With all thy soul. With all thy mind. With all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Okay. And the second is like unto it. Uh-huh. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou thyself. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments, uh -huh. hang all the law and the prophets. Hang all the law and the prophets. I want you to repeat that last verse 40 together. We'll read it together. One to go. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Thank you. You may take your seat. So earlier this morning, we looked at some characteristics of God's kind of law. And drawing from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we were meant to understand that God's kind of law, you know, it bearded long. It suffered long. And we saw the example of the prodigal son. How this young man went away, but the love of God was there waiting for him. And that's how many of us got saved. Today you are in Christ because the love of God was patient for you and I to be saved. And so this afternoon, let's look at some of the demands. Now, when we talk about God's kind of law, it places some demands on your life, on my life. Now, from this passage that our brother read, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, they were experts at trying to tempt Jesus. They loved to put him in trap. They loved to put him in a, in a fixed corner. Now, they came to him. The Bible tell, told us even specifically in verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, brethren at home, make sure you are paying attention, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, so there are many questions that people ask you. Their, their goal wasn't actually because they want to know knowledge. was because they needed to tempt you. Or because they were trying to put you in a trap. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Everyone that may be trying to put you in a trap, you will not fall into it. They will fall into it themselves. So Jesus said, it's not, he asked him, Master, which of this is the greatest commandment in the law? Number one, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all my heart. With all my heart. I will praise you, Lord. I will, I will praise you, Lord. Now, it says, and with all thy soul. And with all thy might. So, number one demands. We are going to look at five demands. Number one. Love God with all your heart. Love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. What does that mean to you and I? When we talk about God's kind of love, for us to have the glorious church that Christ is coming for, 
then we must have brethren that love the Lord with all their heart, brethren that love the Lord with all their soul, and brethren that love the Lord with all their mind. Now, turn your Bible with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And then we'll read verse 27. Romans chapter 8, verse 27. And then 28. Once we go, it says, And it said that, that, that such at the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Verse 28. And we know that all things, I want you to say all things. How many things? How many things? How many things? How many things? Say all things. All things. That means if you have people that hate you, that don't love you, the Bible says all things. You have food to eat, you don't have food to eat, all things. Where you are now is not where you want to be, all things. Let's read again. Want to go verse 28? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Let's pause. All things, for all things to work together for your good, you must love God. For all things to work together for your good in your studies, you must love God. Now, it went on by saying, now let's continue the remaining part. To them who are the called according to his purpose. So, number one, love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the greatest commandment. This is what God is asking for mankind. That we love him with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. But what does it mean? Number one, to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It simply means Harking diligently to all his commandments. Put them in your heart. Write them in the tablet of your heart. Listen to them all the time. The Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. What does it actually mean to love God with all your heart? And with all your soul. It means harking diligently to the commandment of the Lord. To the voice of the Lord. And it shall come to pass. If thou wilt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high. How high? How high? If you look at your Bible, you see how high. Look at it. It's there in your Bible. Look at Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. You see how high. So I read it again. And it came to pass. That's why I told you, make sure you are focused. Now, and it came to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments, which I commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high. How high? Uh-huh. Now you are with me. Above all nations of the earth. So, if I tell you you are going to be above all nations this week, you see, it is not me. I'm only confirming what God has said about me. But, you must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Number two, 
It simply means that make God number one in everything that you do in life. Love God even above your own life. Love the Lord above every other thing else. Love, make him number one in everything that you do in your life. When you do this, then you begin to scale above all other nations of the earth. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. So what does it mean to love the Lord with all your heart? Number three, seek his kingdom first. David said, I was glad when they said to me that we should go to the house of the Lord. Are you glad to be in God's house? Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Above every other thing else. In fact, can I tell you? Above your own life. Above your family. Above your friends. Above your spouse. Above your children. Love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. What number are we now? What number are we? Number four. Okay, I know we are number four. I'm testing. Number four. Give him the best of your money. What it means to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Give him the best in everything in life. Give him the best. Let's say you have three pairs of shoes. And you've worn two of them once. And you have one that you've not worn. And the Lord places in your heart. Come and donate it to somebody in the church. And the devil comes to you. Well, they are three brand new shoes anyway. So why not give the person one of the ones you've worn once. And the Holy Spirit, the quiet spirit will come and say, God, if you love me, can you give the person the one you've not worn before? No, how can I do that? Give God the best. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 4. We are looking at the demands of God's love. What are the demands that is in the love of God? Genesis, chapter 4. And I want Brother Samuel to read for us from verse 1, quickly. Genesis, chapter 4, from verse 1. It's on the screen. Oh, it's not there yet. That's not it. Just go ahead. Genesis chapter 4 from verse 1. From verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. Uh-huh. And bear twins. Uh-huh. And said, uh-huh. I have gotten a man from the Lord. Okay. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. Okay. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Well, was a tiller of the ground, okay? And in process of time, it came to pass uh-huh. that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. And Cain brought the of the fruit of the ground. Uh-huh. An offering unto the Lord. An offering unto the Lord. And Abel uh-huh. also brought of the firstlings of his flock uh-huh. and of the fat thereof. Okay. And the Lord had respect unto Abel uh-huh. and his offering. Okay. But unto Cain and uh-huh. his offering, he uh-huh. had not respect. He had no respect. And Cain was very wrong. Okay. And his countenance fell. Thank you. That's okay. So why? 
because he did not give God the best. So if you tell me you love God, give him the best. The best of your money, the best of your time, the best of your talent, the best of your strength, everything, give him the best. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Now I read verse 30. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. He said, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Number five. What does it mean to love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind? It means that be a lover of souls. Be a soul winner. If you love God, you will love what God loves. If I love my wife, I will love my, what, what my wife loves. God loves souls. Then if you love him, you must love souls too. God doesn't like to see people perishing on the street. So if you love him, you will tell people about Jesus. That is what it means to love the Lord with all your heart. Number two. The demands of God's love. God's kind of love. Number two. What is the second greatest commandment? Who will tell me? It's what? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's point number two. What is God asking us? For us to have a glorious number one, love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. One day, I remember Brother Adiodun Okunlawe, there was in Akinobu. I was doing my master's then, and that day, I think I started working already. And so there were a lot of assignments in front of me. I was doing, I think, full-time job at the same time, coaching my wife, maybe three or four classes. And he called me. He usually called me for Bible study. He calls me Pastor David. Pastor David, can I teach you for Bible study? You see, before he called, I already make up my mind that I'm not going. It's just been sincere now. And so when he called, he said, are you going for Bible study? I said, I'm not going. He said, what happened? I said, you see, I have a lot of schoolwork to do. I said, okay. He said, but we miss you in Bible study. So we miss you, sir. I said, okay, thank you. And we end the call. The moment he left. And the Holy Spirit told me. He said, is it the two hours of Bible study that will make you to fail? Hi! When I heard that, I said, I call brother Abiodo. Please come back and pick me up. He said, what happened? I said, I changed my mind. Love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Evidence of Christ. That was all the Lord told me. He said, is it two hours Bible study that will make you fail? And I called him back. And he came back to pick me up. Love the Lord. Do you love the Lord more than yourself? These are the things we can use to determine if we love God. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Brother Titus, if you are in the house, read for us. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. You read the first two verses, and then the church will read together. Luke chapter 10 from verse 25. 
Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yo, a certain lawyer stood up, attempted him. Look at him. Second time, they want to tempt him again. Go ahead. Master, uh-huh. what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Okay. He said unto him, uh-huh. what is written in the law? In the law. Uh-huh. How readest thou? How are you interpreting the Bible? Now, let's read together as a church from verse 27. One to go. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Thank you. And thy neighbor as thyself. Now, verse 30. And Jesus answering said. No, we are reading together, sir. Thank you. One to go. And Jesus answering said. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped of his garment, of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levi, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed on by the other side. <laughs> Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went on and burned up his wound, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Verse 35. Verse 36, which now of these three thinketh thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he answered, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. What does it mean to love your neighbor? A man was traveling and he fell among thieves. He was wounded. And because he was wounded, he needed help. And interestingly, the first person that passed by, the first person that passed by was a priest, was a pastor, a bishop, archbishop. And when he saw him, he said, ah, that's a priest at the redemption time. The Lord be with you. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Lord loves you. I bring you greeting in the name of the Lord. So you are coming here now to shout hallelujah. Look at the, the second category of people. Levi. They are such people. The first two set of people, they are such people. So now I ask you, why is it that it is such people that are wicked? Why? Is it not such people that should show love? The first set of people are people in the church. So why is it that it is the people that are in church that are wicked? Are not in, look at the Bible said a Samaritan. What does it mean to love your neighbor? It is that you see your neighbor in need and you help him. To love your neighbor, number one, 
it means that you see your neighbor, you see that your neighbor is in need and you help him. Number two, it means that you have compassion of your, on your neighbor. Treat your neighbor as Christ would treat them. Treat your neighbors as Christ would treat them. Don't condemn them first. Seeing them first, the first thing is that you condemn them. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. God did not even say love them above yourself. He said as you love yourself. So what are the demands of God's love? Is that one, love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And two, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. Number three, what does it mean to love your neighbor? Show them the way of salvation. Do you know that if you have a neighbor, a friend who doesn't know Jesus, and you did not tell them, you did not give them tracts, one day you did not tell them Jesus loves you, you did not even open your mouth, do you know that it's a sign you don't love them? Who is your neighbor? The person sitting next to you. My wife is my neighbor. My children are my neighbor. My brethren in the church are my neighbor. The people on the street are my neighbor. Again, something happened yesterday that I will not forget. Thank God, Sister Anita was there. We were taking the workers' training class. And one of the brethren that was there, we didn't even know that she was in the hospital at that time, looking after our younger sister. But what su surprised me was that, you see, there was no change between when she was at home and that she had somebody in the hospital on the bed. We call Bible pastor, she's there, opening, and this happened. But what happened? Love thy neighbor as you love thyself. And she said she's in the hospital. I said, what happened? And we thought everything was normal. Maybe for about 15 to 20 minutes. We did not see the change. Which kitchen are you doing? Tell me. Which kitchen is that? You hear somebody's in the hospital and you are teaching. What kind of kitchen is that? And so we put kitchen in front. I say, thank God she's in the hospital. Yes. And we began to talk to the person. What happened? And she shared the story of what had happened. I said, we pray with the sister and also let the sister recover as she accepted Jesus. The way you are clapping shows how much you love God. It shows how much you love souls. Somebody who... Who is going through pain and the hospital, the Lord saved our soul. Brethren, what is my point? My point was that I could not resist it. What kind of kitchen do I want to teach? That I see somebody in the hospital. We put kitchen aside and we minister to them. That is what it means to love your neighbor as you love yourself. What does it mean to love your neighbor? Don't pull your neighbor down. That's what number number three or number four. Don't pull your neighbors down. They hate you. That's okay. They hated Jesus. They don't like your color. That's fine. They say you have accent. That's okay. That oh, that that's not a deep, that's not a problem at all. That's not a problem. It will never be a problem. Yes. It will never be a problem. Everyone on earth is an immigrant. Are you not? <laughs> we are all immigrants on earth. 
When you are an immigrant, our first home is the Garden of, of, of Eden. And then we migrated from there and moved to Canada, moved to Nigeria, moved to Australia, moved to Ethiopia, moved to all of them. And here we are today. <laughs> and, and the book of Joshua tells me anywhere the soul of my feet fell upon, I have possessed it. We are all immigrants. The earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. <laughs> so we own the earth together. So let's leave all this, uh, you know, accent or no accent. If you follow me to where I came from, to you see you have accent when you are trying to say a carousel. <laughs> When you're trying to say a carousel, they say, this one, this one is from Canada. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, love your neighbor. Don't pull your neighbor down. Number three, what does it mean? What are the demands of God's love? Number one is love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Number two, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You see your neighbor in need, help him or her heart. Number three, show brotherly love. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans, let brotherly love continue. For those of you at home, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. Romans chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. Brotherly love must continue in our midst for us to see a glorious church. I mean, the Hebrews 13, verse 1, not Romans. Hebrews 13, verse 1. He said, let brotherly love continue. What does it mean? What is God demanding from us is that let brotherly love continue. Love your brother. Now, who is your brother in this context? It's different from your neighbor. Now we are talking about your brother in the faith. It surprises you to hear that Christians are pulling each other down. You thought that your brother is applied for a job in an organization where you are the hiring manager. And you will know that the moment you are beginning to see Adeoyin, <laughs> Igosuke, uh, uh, Blessing, you know, you, you know, you know, you know those names, wonderful names. The moment you are beginning to see them, you know that this is your brother. You don't need to begin to prophesy. You don't need to begin to pray in tongues. And whatever help you can do, you do it for him. Brethren in the household of faith, show them love. A phone call can show somebody love. An email can show somebody love. You know, some people, they tell you, ah, well, uh, in that church, nobody loves me. Do you have a phone in your hand? You do. Who do when was the last time you called somebody your phone? Did you follow up with that brother you did not see or that sister? Let brotherly love continue. Turn your Bible with me to the book of First John. First John chapter 4. And let mommy read that for us. First John chapter 4, read verse 7. We are looking at the demands of God's love, God's kind of love. First John chapter 4, verse 7. It's on the screen. Verse 7. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Go ahead, go ahead. He that loveth not 
nor not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because God, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Verse 10, hear him is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, propitiation, yes. propitiation of our sins. And beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Tell your brother, thank you, ma. Tell your brother and your sister next to you and those of you at home. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. One more time, beloved. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Find the last verse. He said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Ask quietly, do you love me? Brother Reke, do you love me? Those of you at home, do you do you love me? <laughs> okay, you say you love me. Okay. Can you give me the car of your keys? At least, uh, you know, uh, you know, so that we can use it for evangelism for the next few months. And then in this minus forty-five, I'll buy you bus ticket. Uh, Pastor, you know, you know what? You see, uh, uh, I need to watch my. I need to. I need to make sure that uh, this toll is not costing us. Uh, uh, Pastor, can I rent a car? Do you love your brother? Love your brother with all your heart. These are the qualifications to make heaven. It is not all this jumping around that will take us to heaven. Love your brother. Love your sister. Look at what verse 13 says. says. No man has seen God at any time. Brother Ismail, do you know how tall God is? Is he black? Is he red? Is he white? In his image. So that when you see Voifan, you see God. Nobody can describe how he looks like. The only one that had a vivid experience of him was a man called Moses. And that one did not even see face. He only saw his hand. Okay, to give you an idea, this kind of God, I, you know, he sits in heaven. As we are talking now, the earth, he put his leg like that. So have you seen him before? But the Bible says something. This is how we know whether you have seen God. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Ask your brother again, do you truly love me? Do you truly love me? Do you really mean it? Do you really mean it? You know, your brother is coming, and you are taking the hamburger. And because you know that brother might ask for the food. You 
Okay, next, next, let's clear this thing. Let's clear, let's clear. Ah, bro, ha, you're welcome, you're welcome. Make sure people say, nah, I'm, I'm dramatizing, yes. Oh, bro, you're welcome, you're welcome. How's your day? How was the church? Ah, Pastor preached awfully. Uh, bro, anything to eat in the house? You will see, eh? Soon. Uh, fasting is ongoing. Fasting is ongoing. Bro, you know what? Let's trust God together. And you fa- and pray, pray, pray. And you pray. <laughs> Maybe as God will have you. As you are praying, as you pray, your leg just see the same. You say, what is this? <laughs> that is the hamburger. But you say you were fasting. Love your brother. Love everybody. Don't see your brother naked and you know you can't clothe him. Don't see your sister naked and you can't clothe her. Don't see your brother hungry, going through pain. You cannot. You see, if your brother is in pain, you are in pain. If your sister is in pain, you are in pain. That is love. It's not all this. Uh, I love you. I love you that we are saying. I, I love you. He bought chain for you. I love you. That's because he wants to sleep with you. And after he finished sleeping with you, the next is that I don't love you again. I hate you. That is not love. That was what the Lord brought to us in the morning. That is not the kind of love we are talking. We are talking about God's kind of love. God's kind of love is not is not selfish. It's not looking for something from you. It's not because I want a favor from my wife. That's why I love her. Brotherly love. If we want to meet Christ when he returns, we must love one another. You must love your parents. You must love that neighbor. And this afternoon, the grace to love, received in the name of Jesus. Number four, what are the demands of God's love? Love your enemies and do that persecute you. Say, ah, pass this one. Uh, let's think about it first. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Brother Daniel, read that for us quick. We don't have much time. Brethren at home, I hope you are not sleeping. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 43. Quick, quick, quick. It's on the screen, sir. It's on the screen. You have heard it that it's been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and, as, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. Now, I want you to listen. Because this church, we are not, you see, we are are a global church. We are global. We are one in Christ. Color or no color, we are one in Christ. All over the world. We are one. Go ahead. Do good to them that hate you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. And pray for them. Which despise, which despitefully use you. We, you see, some people are wicked. Eh? I know. They use you. They use you. They use you. They won't even tell you thank you. So I know. Go ahead. And persecute you. And persecute you. That ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven. That is the condition to become like a child of God. Go ahead. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil. God is a loving God. You see? 
in the in the in the in the secret place of of uh, of of drug laws right now where they are perpetrating evil whether in this city or all over the world the sun is still shining on them it's evidence of god's love go ahead and on the good and on the good and sended rain on the just uh-huh. and on the unjust okay for if you love them which uh, love you uh-huh. what reward have you have you thank you sir Talk about time. Have you seen people that smoke before? People who smoke. If you see another one that that is a smoke, and they meet at the corner, they easily make friends. Do you know Jesus? Or people who take alcohol, they easily make friends. Why? They have something in common. Today, they borrow one cigarette. I see that happen, you know, in place of work. You see, they come. They give themselves, here's one dollar for the cigarette of yesterday. And okay, uh, you pay me back tomorrow. I see that. Yes. You see, unbelievers, they do that. But if, you, if I do something for you, not because I do something for you, that's what God is saying here, is that your love should not be dependent on because somebody loved you or because he helped you. Love your enemies. Your enemies. You see, when you love them, you might say, well, because he doesn't know. Well, I'm human being like you. I know exactly what you are going through. Every one of us has an enemy. But one of the messages of Martin Luther King one of the messages of Billy Graham is that we love one another. That we conquer the world through love and not through violence. You say your neighbor hates you, you greet them. Hi, they won't answer. They greet you. I mean, you greet them, they won't answer. They greet you, greet them, they won't answer. Keep greeting them. One day they will change their mind. Our senior pastor told us that their neighbor. Is it three years? I can't remember the number of years. He told us, said, their neighbor, it took them about three years before he could say hi to them. Yeah, Mimbo. When they greet you, when they are going out, hi. Him and the wife, they won't say anything. Hi. Three years. He said, well, finally, one day. They say hi. They too say hi. Love your enemy. They that persecute you, love them. Love that colleague that won't respond to your greeting. Love that sibling of yours that hates you because you love Jesus. Love that friend that implicates you despite all that you did for him. Love him. I was talking to a brother. He said he decided to take a weapon to harm somebody, to harm his friend. He said because he has labored for him and he betrayed him. I said, brother, you have done wrong. That is not the way to, you know, you harming your friend. Is that the solution? Love them that hate you. Why? Because all things are working together for your good. And lastly, what are the demands of God's love? What is God asking from us? What is number one? Let's say it together. What is point number two? Number three, number four, 
and they that persecute you. Now, number five, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That is what God is asking from us. First John chapter two, first John chapter two. The Bible says in first John chapter two, verse 15, he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The world will perish. The world is going away, brethren. In the days of Noah, Noah was building the ark. God told him, build an ark. I'm coming to destroy the world. And the neighbors were mocking him. Are you sure you heard from God? What kind of things are you doing? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. Tell your neighbor, the world passeth away. And the Lord thereof, but he that dwelleth the will of God abideth forever. Don't learn the ways of the world. Don't dress like them. Don't talk like them. One of the things that I keep hearing in the world is that... Uh, it is okay to be sad for some time. It is not okay. It is not okay. You say it is okay. It is okay if, if things didn't work out, you know, sometimes. It is not okay. It is not in the Bible. It is not okay. Don't speak their language. Don't learn their song. Don't learn the way they dance. Our youth. Don't learn the way they dance in the world. Most dancing steps are demonic. Some of them are from the devil. Don't learn their ways. Don't learn the way they dress. You know, one day, you know, some dressing, now you see some gents here, all ripped up, and they went to church to buy it. Don't dress like that. You are a child of God. That is what it means to love God. It means that don't marry them. Don't marry an unbeliever. Don't learn the way, or don't learn their way of divorce. They marry two weeks. Uh, they bring one thing. They divorce. Another one. They divorce. They keep divorcing. Keep divorcing. Keep divorcing. And these are the celebrities. They are even unbelievers. Like today, now is Valentine's Day. Unbelievers. They celebrate them. Even Christians. They bring them on their... Is it on their... What is it called? Do you know them? They, they bring... You know, they say, oh, they follow them. See this one, oh, he's, he's a celebrity. Somebody that has been divorcing, that doesn't know the way of the Lord, that's not born again. Don't follow the word. The word will soon pass away. But the, but the word of God remains forever. Don't put your hope in material things. Don't put your hope in material things. Don't put your hope in material things. Put your hope in Christ. Instead, lay your treasure on Christ. And finally, Focus on the cross. Rise up to your feet. Love is greater than hatred. Love is deeper than revenge. Love is stronger than weeping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, love is greater. 
Love is stronger than we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more. One more time. Love is greater than hatred. Maybe you have not received the love of the Father. You are yet to be born again. You have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This afternoon, I beckon on you. Accept Jesus into your life. Don't defy yourself. Don't go and perish. Anywhere you may be, whether you are here, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you want to rededicate your life to him. Anywhere you may be, raise up your hand, whether you are online or here in person. Tomorrow might be too late. 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 You want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Write my name in the book of life. I repent and forsake of all my, I forsake all my sins. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. As from today, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. You know, there is, there is, there is heaviness of, of bitterness. So, there's somebody you can't let go. I want you to, I want you to raise up your hand anywhere you may be. The Lord wants to lift that burden off you. Whether here or whether at home, God can see you. You come into this service this afternoon, miracle service. That's one of the greatest miracles. Father, as many, whether here, at home, that have accepted you as your Lord and Savior, or that may be carrying one load of bitterness or forgiveness. Maybe against their neighbor, their parents, their friends, their brothers in the church, their wife, their husband, their children. This afternoon, have mercy, O Lord, and lift up this body. Heal them. Deliver them. I pray this afternoon, I command that body to be lifted up. In the name of Jesus. You are free from it in the name of Jesus. The grace to forgive and to let go, receive in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God. More than conquer, perish.